All right, hello, Legacy City Church family and friends. I want to start by giving an update. Currently, we are still not able to use the Boys and Girls Club for gatherings. As you all know, during these COVID-19 lockdowns and restrictions, it has been a sensitive issue regarding having some form of in-person gathering or church as we used to know it. The spectrum of people go from not moving until the governor gives permission to believing the governor is infringing on both state and U.S. constitutional freedoms. So planning has been very sensitive as we do not want anyone, and I repeat that I personally, I don't want anyone to go against their own conscience, but rather choose freely based on what you feel the freedom to do from God. So I will provide some links below this video to some great articles regarding this situation, as well as links to some hope-filled perspectives on government, media, and what we are believe what we believe is happening in the spirit realm regarding our current experience. So Legacy City Church, we have been doing some small gatherings, although not every Sunday. They are by invite only since they happen in a home. And typically it's been a time of food, fellowship, worship, and prayer with some scripture reading and encouragement. Sounds like church. Sounds like home church. Last weekend was the 4th of July. Independence Day, and I really had it in my heart to record a video then, and the festive celebration preparations got in the way, and I just wasn't able to get it done. But I want to come back to what was burning in my heart last weekend regarding the 4th of July. Independence Day is the birthday of our country, the United States of America, which is without argument the best place on earth to live. We are the most powerful and free country that has ever existed. Learning from our past mistakes and holding on to and even defending and protecting the framers' documents that have made this country the beacon of hope to the rest of the earth for 244 years now. And I want to encourage you, if you see the U.S., the United States of America, as an evil or racist or oppressed country, it's time to change the narrative that you might be listening to. The plan of God was all over the beginning of this nation. Believe it or not, God is at work in every nation, but his plan was unique for this nation. And even amidst of the darkest times, he sovereignly led men in its founding men who knew they were imperfect, to lay a new foundation that would lead all those who come here and hold to its values to have the opportunity to live a life of freedom and the pursuit of happiness where all men and women are seen as created equal by our God. It reminds me of a quote from an old pastor uh, years ago, a guy in Seattle. He said that God uses crooked sticks to draw straight lines. And you know, before we are about to judge other men and women, we have to look at ourselves. We have to admit, yeah, we have been imperfect. We have made mistakes. And thank God we are not judged by our past, hopefully. But that's not what God does. God gives us a new beginning and God gives us the future. He says to turn away from the past, to forget the past and move forward with him. 
And so that's the wonder of how God works with the founders of our country all the way back to the ancient of days up until today. God still uses us imperfect people to get the job done. So this leads me to the main reason why I'm doing this video today. Let's look at some scriptures regarding freedom. Start with Galatians chapter 5 and the Passion, verse 1. Paul said, let me be clear. The anointed one has set us free, not partially, but completely and wonderfully free. I'm just going to declare that truth over us right now. So just receive this word. The anointed one has set us free, not partially free, but completely and wonderfully free. We must always cherish this truth and stubbornly refuse to go back into the bondage of our past. And that right there is a key with freedom. If we don't remember that we have been set free from sin and shame and darkness and bondage to the past, if we don't keep that truth in front of us and cherish that truth, that it's for freedom we were set free, and we stubbornly refuse to believe that truth, we will go back into the bondage of our past. It's biblical. That's what we just read. Skipping down to verse 13. Paul says, Beloved ones, God has called us to live a life of freedom in the Holy Spirit. But don't view this wonderful freedom as an opportunity to set up a base of operations in the natural realm or the flesh realm, the sinful nature realm. Freedom means that we become so completely free of self-indulgence that we become servants of one another, expressing love in all we do. Love completes the laws of God. All of the law can be summarized in one grand statement. Demonstrate love to your neighbor, even as you care for and love yourself. But if you continue to criticize and come against each other over minor issues, you're acting like wild beasts trying to destroy one another. So this is the good news, guys. In Christ, in Jesus, we have been set free, set free from the law of sin and death, according to Romans chapter 8. When you surrender your life to Christ, receiving him as Lord of your life, at the moment of your new birth as a baby Christian, God places his spirit inside of you. You are now a temple of the Holy Spirit, according to Ephesians your spirit man or woman becomes immersed or wrapped up in Christ and your life is now hidden in Jesus and your sins are no longer a concern to God the Father. They have been blotted out. They have been blotted out. You need to know this today if you don't know this already. Your sins, if you are a Christian, your sins have been blotted out. His concern is not about your sin. Since it's been blotted out, his concern is that now you would experience transformation. Say that word with me. Maybe I'll place it on my own heart or put my hand on my own head. Transformation. Transformation into the likeness of his son. So sometime take a look at Romans chapter 8. I would say 
chew through that whole chapter, but specifically verses 28 and 29 references that God's intent is to transform you into the likeness of Jesus. By the power of the Spirit of God working in your heart and in your mind. See, this is where the battlefield is at. It's between our ears. Bill Johnson says that the only closed heaven that most believers experience is between their ears. See, Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And he even prayed, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. So God, by the Spirit, Holy Spirit, who is God, the Holy Spirit in your life, in your body, working in your heart and in your mind, is working to undo lies and belief systems of our previous life and replace those lies with truth, with higher truth, which is his truth. The written word of God is so vital, and hearing the voice of God through intimacy with him is the key and life source that Jesus desires for us, which has been paid in full on the cross, by the way. It's been paid in full for you and me to access those keys, the word of God and the voice of the Spirit, without shame or any hindrance. So if you're stuck, if you're stuck in shame, or you're stuck in any kind of funk, remember the picture of Father God's heart that Jesus gave us in the story of the prodigal son. He doesn't want to hear how bad you have been. He will listen, and it's okay to confess your sins. In fact, the Bible tells us to confess your sins to God, and he's faithful to forgive us our sins. But he's not as concerned about you reciting your list of wrongs that you've done. He already knew what you have done, and he knew it before he chose you to be his own. He knew what you would do, yet he still loved you. Even while you were set, still yet an enemy of God, Christ died for you. So God loves you, and he has a plan for you, and he is for you, regardless of the things that you fall into. He only desires you to come running back home and become the son or daughter that he gave you the authority in Christ to become so that you could enjoy him and tear down the works of the enemy with him in a joyful, powerful, spirit-led union. And when I say tear down the works of the enemy, we want to start with our own selves. We want to dismantle the belief systems. We want to dismantle the thoughts that become castles where the enemy can begin to exert his authority from behind, these walls of lies where they become strongholds of the enemy. We want to tear down those strongholds, and we want to build up fresh walls and fresh foundations of truth and life through Jesus, through the Word of God and by the Spirit of God. So continuing in Galatians chapter 5, and I'll try to wrap it up with this, and then I'll pray. Verse 16 as you yield, yield, that just means to give yourself over, to lean into, as you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. I'll repeat that again. As you yield into the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. See, as you're moving forward in Him, the stuff of the past trails behind. 
verse 17, for your self-life craves things that offend the Holy Spirit and things that hinder him from living free within you. The Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder the old self-life from dominating you. So then the two incompatible, incompatible conflicting forces within you are your self-life of the flesh and the new creation life of the Spirit. Verse 18, But when you are brought into the full freedom of the Spirit of grace, I'll say it over myself, freedom in the Spirit, freedom from the Spirit of grace. When you are brought into the full freedom of the Spirit of grace, you will no longer be living under the dominion or the domination of the law, but you will be soaring above it. The cravings of the self-life are obvious. So here we go with the naughty list of things. But these are the things that show us when we are moving in self-life, the things that go against the Spirit. The cravings of the self-life are obvious. Verse 19, sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of God, manipulating others, hatred of those who get in your way, senseless arguments, resentment when others are favored, temper tantrums, angry quarrels, only thinking of yourself, being in love with your own opinions, uh -oh. being envious of the blessings of others, murder, uncontrolled addictions, wild parties, and all other similar behavior. Haven't I already warned you that those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit the kingdom realm of God? But the fruit, the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. Joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, and strength of spirit. I just declare that over you right now. Strength of spirit by the Holy Spirit in you. Never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. Wow, that's a good word right there. Those qualities of the Spirit of God that He desires you to have flowing in you through Him living in you are meant to be limitless. Verse 24, keep in mind that we who belong to Jesus, the anointed one, have already experienced crucifixion. Now this is one I think takes a good amount of your devotion to scripture and meditation on the word of God to really get a hold of. But the truth is we have been crucified with Christ. I'm gonna take a side trail here real quick. Jesus died over 2,000 years ago on a cross. And the Bible says that when you are joined to Jesus, that you become joined to him in his crucifixion. So when he died on the cross, you were there with him dying. All of your sins were on him before you were even born. 
all of your sin was poured out on Jesus on the cross. And he bore your sins in his body on that tree. And the wrath of God was fully satisfied by the death of his son on the cross. So it's a little bit of something to wrap your mind around when you when you see yourself crucified with Christ, because the time frame is way apart. But let's just go back into this verse 24. Keep in mind, so this is important, keep this in your thinking. We who belong to Jesus, the anointed one, have already, already experienced crucifixion. So right now, since this has already happened, you are a dead man, according to your old flesh life. The old you is dead, crucified with Christ. It's done. We don't have to do it over and over. Let's continue in the scripture here. For everything connected with our self-life, this is important. All the things connected to your self-life, the flesh, was put to death on the cross and crucified with the Messiah. And because of that, verse 25, we must live in the Holy Spirit and follow after him. So may we never be arrogant or look down on another, for each of us is an original. You are a work of art. Each of us is an original. And we must forsake all jealousy that diminishes the value of others. It's a wonderful chapter, and I would love to just spend all day talking about each part of those verses, but we'll move on. The point is God wants to have an intimate relationship with you, period. It's not about going to church, although church is important. It's not about how much you do disciplines like uh, studying and praying, um, although those are so important. They're vital. It's not about what you do as much as it's about God's desire to have an intimacy, an intimate relationship with you, period. You are his son or daughter, period. And he wants a relationship with you. Jesus even said in the last days, many are going to come to him and they're going to say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do miracles and signs and wonders and raise the dead and cast out demons? Heal the sick. And he's going to say to many people on that day, depart from me because I never knew you. He wants us to know him to have a relationship with him and do all of that stuff out of intimacy with him. Just as Jesus was intimate with the Father and only did what the Father told him to do and what the Father showed him. Let's move on. So when you fall on your knees before him, since God wants a relationship with you and you come before him in your brokenness, when you fall on your knees before him, the first words you're going to hear are welcome home, son, or welcome home, daughter. I just heard it yesterday. After a full week of being distracted by politics and allowing the weight of our current life experience to become my focus, I began to feel various emotions, a little bit of anger, some impatience, frustration, some sadness sometimes, a little bit of hopelessness, these things would come in waves until I came to my senses and I realized that I needed to get out of that. I needed to shift from the self-life 
back into the spirit. And so I chose yesterday to do nothing other than worship all day long while I was working. And I felt the Holy Spirit come upon me. I felt waves of his love engulfing me as I walked and as I delivered mail, as I worshiped him, as I was doing work, as I turned my heart and yielded, as I postured my heart before my Father God, my Daddy God, our Abba Father. And I heard him say, Welcome home, son. I can't tell you or express to you the power of hearing him say that to me, but in that moment, in that instant, something was broken off of me, and I realized this is where I need to be. I need to be in intimacy and in communion with the Lord as frequently and as often as I can. It doesn't mean that I can't listen to politics or or engage in conversations with people. We have to live life, but we get to do that simultaneously while walking with the Lord in intimacy. Wherever you are right now, why don't you just stop for a moment, open your hands before him, lift up your eyes, turn your face towards heaven. There's no shame here. Believe that our good, good Father is smiling down over you. He has been singing songs of deliverance over you, songs of freedom over you. He is happy that you are waking up to his affection. Begin again. Find your strength in him. Make time to meet with him every morning. He is for you, not against you. He began a good work in you, and he is faithful to complete it. Receive a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit over you right now. He is God. The Holy Spirit is God, and he will never leave you or cast you aside. He is pouring his grace and mercy all over you right now. He is calling you by your new name. He has placed a royal crown back on your head. He calls you son or daughter. You are his object of affection. You are fully wrapped up in Christ, his beloved son. Your sins are no more. He only sees the righteousness of Jesus all over you, filling every fiber, every cell of your being. He is speaking over you right now. Come alive. Come alive. Come alive. Let me close with this powerful verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, starting at verse 16. The moment one turns to the Lord with an open heart, the veil is lifted and they see. Now the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit, and wherever he is Lord, there is freedom. We can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces, and with no veil, we become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So today, I just want to bless you 
everyone under the sound of my voice, I bless you today with the peace of the Lord Jesus, the shalom of heaven, the King of peace. I bless you with his peace. And I pray for deep encounters with the Spirit of God in the days, if not the hours ahead. You and I, you were born for intimacy with your Creator. And I just want to declare life in him today over you. I declare life, healing, and hope released now from the storehouses of heaven in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys. Well, I want to say feel free to contact us. You can do the Facebook Messenger or send a text straight to my phone. And if you don't have my phone number, it's on the Legacy City Church Facebook page at Legacy City Church Northwest, or it's on our website at www.LegacyCityChurchNW.com. And I look forward to our time when we can get together in person. Have a blessed day.